Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. This month, we've been looking at jumpstarts from the book of Leviticus. We're now going to transition and go to the next book of the Bible, the book of Exodus. So this is jumpstart number 2682, first written in September 2020. Exodus chapter 2, verse 24. God heard their cry of grief, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was one of those phone calls that is hard to deal with. The other day, the phone rang. The person on the other end was crying. She was crying hard. This happens when there's bad news, such as a death. But no one had died this day. She was crying because of her children. Grown, married, and on their own, they've chosen to abandon God. They no longer believe in God. And to make matters worse, they've threatened to keep their children from seeing their grandmother if she keeps talking about God. The tears flowed. I wasn't much help, I think. What this good heart released realized is a coming train wreck for her children spiritually. Living without God leads to an eternity without God. She knew that. She prayed, she talked, she preached to them, but on this day her heart was broken and she needed someone to talk to. I'm glad that she called. There are many, many, in fact, too many families like this. I've done so many funerals for a dear brother or sister in the Lord, and at the funeral are all these kids and grandkids that show up, never seen them before. They live in the area. They never worshipped with one who had departed. At the funeral, they come out of the woodwork. You see them. You say some kind words to them. But as soon as the funeral is over, you never see them again. How tragic that is. Our verse shows the heartbreak and pain that Israel felt under the heavy oppression of Egypt. They cried. They wanted relief. They needed help. God raised up Moses to deliver his people. Life can be hard. Tears can be more common than smiles. Sometimes it's hard to sit and worship and see generations of family all close, loving, and worshiping together. You see that and realize that your family is not like that. Your family may never be like that. And with all the guilt starts, you wonder what you did wrong. You wonder if you were too harsh with them. You wonder what other families did that you didn't do, and the tears flow. So let's consider some lessons. First, God sees our tears. Sometimes the preacher doesn't know what to say. Sometimes no one knows what to say. You want things better, but the people you love so much do not care. They're not moving, and you can't change them. All you can do is cry, especially at night. But God sees that. The psalmist said, you have taken account of my wonderings and put your tears in your bottle. Are, are they not in your book? Psalms 56 verse 8. Putting tears in a bottle, it is as if God was saving them. Those tears were keepsakes for God. A broken heart that wants the best for others. God takes notice. This helps us to understand that you're not alone in how you feel. Not only are you not alone, but you have the greatest help anyone could ever have, and that's God. God can put people in places that you can't. God can do things that no one else can do. God sees your tears, and God has been there. Israel is described through the prophets both as a child and a wife to God. The child was rebellious. The wife was unfaithful. God pleaded for his people. They simply would not listen. Secondly, sometimes prodigals do not come home. The Luke 15 story ends happily with a prodigal home with his father. Some prodigals would rather stay with the pigs, and they do. Some never come to their senses. Some would rather die than come home, and many do. The Lord's parable is not about a one runaway boy, but a forgiving father. We can pray, plead, cry, hope, promise, threaten, but still some won't move in closer back to God. 
Third, we must realize and remain true to God. Moving halfway to the pig pen isn't a good solution. Selling out what you believe so that some would come is buying their commitment. That doesn't work either. Promising a prodigal that if he comes back to the Lord, you'll stop attending Wednesday nights will only weaken you and shows how little your commitment is to the Lord. We must love the Lord above our family. God must always be first. Fourth, some do not want to talk or reason about these things. The caller told me that her son does not believe in the Bible. Where then did the Bible come from, I asked her? From man? If man, how come there are things written in the Bible long before any other man knew them? How about the fulfillment of prophecy? If from man, why can't man write another book even close to the Bible? Where's the proof that man wrote this book? Fair questions if one wants to sit down and intellectually discuss these things as adults, but most don't. Most don't act like adults. They say, I don't believe without any reason, any proof, or any evidence. They don't want to, so they simply don't. The Bible does not apply to just those who want to believe. Deny it, attack it, try to destroy it, criticize it. But in the end, everyone is accountable to what God says. In the end, we will all face God. In the end, what God says matters. In the end, you'll see that the Bible was true all along. Having a friendly conversation is a starting point. Let them throw the fastballs at you. Give them the best reason why you don't believe what they believe. Let's look at it together. But the most important thing is to talk about it. Think about it. Spend some time analyzing it. Just don't leave me alone because I don't believe it is no answer at all. Finally, What can be said to a tearful parent who feels all alone because her family wants nothing to do with her faith? Understand, you're not alone. The Lord is with you. Your church family loves you and will support you and encourage you. Pray. Continue to pray. Always pray. Continue to set the right example before their eyes. Say the name of the Lord in a thankful and honorable way. For instance, rather than just saying it's a nice day, say this is a nice day that the Lord has given us. You're sprinkling the Lord in your conversation. Some will need a little pushing. Others, that's all it takes for them to cut you off forever. Read your, read your family and know what the best approach is for them. Find little things to share, such as quick quotes or jump starts or other things like sermons on our website. Always be kind, be compassionate, be humble, and be helpful. Don't ever be mean. Don't get ugly. And don't ever give up. The tears of our hearts are hard to deal with. Thankfully, we don't carry these things on our own. The Lord is with us. Thank you so much for listening.